Well, Brother T, our recording time has come. Tuesday morning. Here we are. We're back again, my Tuesday brother. Tuesday morning, sipping on some coffee. Yes. Talking about things that will change the world. Yes, 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 yes. And we're back again, excited about, let's get spiritual, let's my get brother. Let's get spiritual. Yes. And this is one of those instances where we say all things are spiritual because we're spiritual beings, right? Right. Exactly. And uh, my wife has been extremely interested in a subject matter. Over the last six months or so, I've noticed on YouTube, she's got subscriptions to these people at all. Uh, it's The Clutterbug is one of them. The Minimal Mom is another. And they're pre- I've, I've kind of sat, you know, over her shoulder watching these things. Right. Pretty interesting stuff. And I thought when we were considering what to talk about this week, that since that is on people's mind, at least some people's minds. Yes. Uh, that I think we can relate it quite well. To our spiritual walk. Yeah, and basically you're talking about how to declutter your yes. life. Yeah. You're, and you pointed out pre-recording that my study here, my office, is... Could it's, use some decluttering. Yes. It's not messy. No, I wouldn't it, say it was it, messy. It's, it's just, just full. It's full. Yeah. I have uh, I have things from everywhere. I collect lunch boxes. Yep. And I see some that. of them are here. Yeah. And, of course, lighthouses. I have hundreds right. of lighthouses you do. here. They're everywhere. Home. And of course, John Wayne. I've got got John Wayne everywhere. John Wayne stuff. Yeah, and um, books, books, galore, and and knickknacks. Candy on your desk. I've got candy all over my (laughs) desk. I don't eat it anymore, but I've got it. (laughs) You got it for people like me. You do. (laughs) (laughs) And so I mean, but it yeah, it could use a good declutter. And you know, when you brought this up, the first thing that came to my mind is this last summer. Um, I hired uh, a guy to come and bring his ginormous truck and trailer, uh, paid him 300 something dollars, and I filled that thing up with stuff from my garage, man. Yes, sir. And now I love going in my garage. Yes. Um, you know, as you know, I turned half of it into a gym. Right. And the other half is just so organized. Have every, I mean, it, it's just everything has a it's, place. It's and pleasing. Yeah. And I it's mean, it's pleasing. like it brings a sense of relief, yes, calmness, peace, yes. Mm-hmm. which that's one of the things that we're going to talk about is one of the reasons for decluttering is that um, one one girl that I watched with my wife, she, she calls the things that you have sitting around your inventory. Oh, it's your inventory. It's okay. the things that you own. Yeah. And when inventory is out of place then your mind is always drawn toward it. Like if you're sitting in, um, say you're sitting in your living room and people have come and gone as they happen to do. And uh, each time one of your kids, when a friend or spouse has come and gone, they've left a Coke bottle or uh, a bag of chips or, you know, makeup or something Mm -hmm. like that and left them on top of a flat surface. Mm -hmm. Flat surfaces are really the worst Mm -hmm. because... That's where things get left. Yes, yes. And over the course of a day or a couple of days or whatever, you look around and you wonder why. It just, it's not as comfortable. Just, I'm not, yeah. you know, I can't mm-hmm. get at ease because your mind is taking the inventory of things in that room that should not be in that room and need to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. And you just can't sit there and relax as long as you know that these things, that makeup needs to be put back in the makeup drawer, the cabinet. Yeah, yes. Those things need to be thrown away. That coat needs the top screwed back on and put it in the refrigerator. It's, it's processing that even though that you don't know it's processing that. Makes total sense. Yeah. Makes total sense. And that can be your yeah. garage. Right. It can be your office. Mm-hmm. It can be your car. Yes, 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 yes. I, I've, 
my wife and I have totally different, and she's she's doing better. Right. But you usually get my car. It's, oh, it's, it's... it's There's not things in my car. It's pristine. Yes. Yes, it's and, very clean. You know, uh, and you get my car, and she said, give me five minutes to clear your spot to sit. <laughs> <laughs> and if I'm lying, I'm dying. I yes, mean, it's right. true. So, yes. You know, I'm going to go start the car and clear you out spot. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and right. I, I, you know, right. she and I see the world. And she doesn't like that. That's just the kind of life mm-hmm. she lives. She's mm-hmm. much more hurried life than mine. Yeah, you, you really you you don't have a hurried life. I have what we call a laid back life. You're you fit well into Jamaica. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you really, I, I mean, yes, just sort of Irish, just sort of laid back, just so y'all mind. Yeah, and uh, yeah, when you when we went together out there, I mean, I almost sort of, stayed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I found my people, and especially when we went. Out yeah. for the day, and we found the, the the food cooking on the side of the road. Oh and yeah, pulled over. And yeah, got some of that yeah. good. What do they call that bread? Uh, Blessed bread, festival, heavenly bread. Fest, uh, I can't remember. Festival what it's bread. Yeah, I, I don't know. Festival Whatever it is, it's, it's so great. Good. That was at Boston Beach. Okay. Yeah, that was. And then delicious. I asked them because they don't usually sell it to the to the tourists. Yeah. Did they have any sausage? Yeah. And yes. and they did. They did. But they use only because a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know. They don't know what's in the sausage. Right, mm. right. It was so good. Yeah. I think I tasted some of that. Yeah, I well, you did. I broke yeah. off a piece. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was stuff. good. But you, I mean, you fit so well in there. Yeah, And a true. lot of other places in the world are like that. Uh, but I'm, I have more of a hurried life. You really do. I mean, yeah. I, I get tired when I leave here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're answering texts yeah. and phone calls and you're... Right. You know, there's yeah. just phones going off. You got a TV going over my shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> got to keep up with what's going on. Yeah, I noticed they were selling yeah. women's blazers. I understand why you need to keep yeah. up with well, the that's, trend. That's, yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that Fox News right there, I think. No, what is that? Okay, anyway. I, yeah, I don't know uh, but either. yeah, I'm more hurried. Than you are. You. Yeah, yeah. So this is, you know, this whole year so far has helped me a lot. You started off with some yeah. goals, right? I've and, started out working with, on And I've things. kept them. And, um, and, and, but each, I can't remember what we talked about. Rest. Yes. We talked about rest. That yeah. was very restful and very yeah. helpful. And this one is going to be, I think, very helpful. Yeah, we're going to be talking about resting your mind, resting spiritually, because right. there's another uh, topic that re- is related to decluttering uh, minimalism. Easy for you to say. <laughs> yes. I have to say it real fast or I mess up. If you say it slow, you'll get right. You'll get more M's and N's in there that need to be. <laughs> yeah. But uh, in minimalism, it's not so much what's cluttered around. It is owning only that which is necessary. Mm, mm. And that's a huge movement right now. It is, you go into someone's home, it's pretty evident quickly if they are a minimalist. Right. Right. Yes, yeah. Uh, there is, and the people are wanting to learn about that, there mm-hmm. is a, a YouTube channel that my wife watches called The Minimalist Mom or The Minimal Mom. I don't know which one it is. But anyway, it's the idea of how do you, like, they, the kids only have the toys they play with. They don't have a room full of toys. If you don't play with that toy, it doesn't last. It's gone. We're oh, not going to take up space by that. Food. You know, clothing. It's like, instead of... There's another woman that my wife watches, and I think it's very funny, the two extremes. The woman was clean out her closet, and she had 60 dresses in her closet. Wow. 60, many of which, which still had the tags on that oh she'd never goodness. worn. Whereas you go to the minimalist mom, she's got a closet that's about 18 inches wide, 
and everything, you can pull each thing out, the top, the bottom, whatever, and they're going to match. You don't have to worry about, oh, does this go with this? She's only going to buy things that fit into that wardrobe that she doesn't have to make a decision, hmm. so she doesn't have to buy any more. I did a similar thing, Brother T, in the beginning of the fall. I went to the Wally Mart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing one right now. I went to the Wally Mart. Yes. And I went to the men's section. Right. And I bought four hooded sweatshirts, zip-up sweatshirts. Yes. $14.88 a piece. Mm-hmm. So for, what, 60 bucks, I right. bought four. And I said, this is what I'm going to wear. Yeah. All in cornwood wear. Got an olive green one, a gray one, a black one, and a navy blue one. And then they actually do look nice. I mean, you're I mean, there, I'm going to yeah, wear them yeah. one season, then I'm going right. to throw them away. Right. <laughs> $60 yeah. all winter long. Still yes. got about a month to go with them. Mm-hmm. It has taken so much thought out of my mind. Right. I don't yes. get to go, oh, what jacket am I? And I love jackets. Yes. I don't. Yeah. I got these four lined up in the closet. Mm-hmm. I grab one of them. According if I got khakis on or blue jeans, <laughs> I head out the door, bro. Mostly it's, t-shirts that yeah. just go underneath them. Yeah. It, I mean, it's been kind of freeing. It, it's sort of like Elon Musk and uh, the Zuckerberg guy. Yeah, Mark I Zuckerberg. Mean, don't they just he, wear similar? That's right. Mark Zuckerberg also wears, you know, the yeah. the Walmart's from, uh, uh, hoodies from Walmart. I doubt that. <laughs> I really doubt that. But he wears the same. That's the like, only thing I want to relate to Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> that's the only way I'm like him. But that is a good idea. They're yeah. very comfortable. Right. You can right. go anywhere in them. Yeah. They're lightweight. They're not, you know, heavy coats. Well. What was the guy's name that wore jeans and a black T-shirt? Was it Bill? Um, was that guy's name? Yeah, he was, wasn't Bill Gates. It was the guy that uh, began Apple. Yes, yeah. I can't think of that guy's name. Yeah, somebody will. Yeah, you know, yeah. right now in the body guys are going idiots. It's. <laughs> Listen, we know more theology than you. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, um, he he just wore the same thing every day because he didn't want to think about it. Right. You know, and... Um, Don't clutter your mind. Right. Right. So, so, so it's the opposite of materialism when you're yeah, thinking about yeah. physical things. All it's right. kind of a reaction, I think, Brother T, to the materialism of the last two or three decades. Yes, right. That m- more is better. Mm-hmm. And... Now, it's less is better or mm-hmm. less is best. More almost has, in some people's minds, especially if you know um, some Gen Zs and these folks, it's almost what they would consider um, evil to yeah. own too much. Right, right, right. To, yes, yeah. No, no thoughts about you know having mm-hmm. more clothing, more money, more mm-hmm. real estate. It this and and life has always gone that way. If you study history that whatever is the current mood of the culture, the mores of that culture, is based upon a, usually a reaction to the previous generations. Mm, like right. I, I teach a lot, uh, have done so in churches, about why 21st century American Christians think the way that we do about the Bible and other things in that where we got, have our roots is in the period of enlightenment where we decided mystery is not a good thing. You need to discover the answer to everything. Okay, yeah. yeah right? Yeah. Before the enlightenment, that was the area and period of romanticism and mystery and goth and those sorts of things that were going on, and people really loved uh, a mystery. They, they didn't have to have the answers to... If you talk to... Uh, you know, first century Hebrew, or whatever, and you go. What do you think? Was it seven literal days, or was it mm. was that period? They go. I don't know. Whatever it is, right? It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not going to be concerned about that. Yes, yes. But when you get to the Enlightenment, that's where our whole 
period of time of, of, of the way we think about things now, you and I as pastors, we have people who come to us and go, now, I know there's six different views of end time. Yes. And inside those six different <laughs> views, there's three different schools of thought in right, each. Right, yes. Now, Pastor, would you give me scripture and tell me which one of those 18 views of eschatology is correct? Yeah, and my, my thing is, I'll pray about it. <laughs> <laughs> or what is the fourth toe on the right foot of the uh, the image in Daniel chapter 3? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah. do you think that America is the, going the same way as Rome and its fall based upon these things happening? In, and I can give a general right. answer yeah. to that, but yes. oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't have to find the reason and the answer to everything. Mm-hmm. But we are a product of our faith, mm-hmm. our particular Protestant faith. Mm-hmm coming out of the age of reason. Right, yes. yeah. And even the way we study Scripture, the answers that we tried to get based upon questions mm-hmm. that weren't being asked 2,000 years ago, but asked a few hundred years ago. Yes, yeah. I think the older I get, Dr. D, the less I get bogged down in that type of stuff. And I just want to wake up, yeah. love God, love others, right? have my quiet time, you know, worship privately and yep. corporately and, and just be kind. I you know? totally agree. Yeah. And some people have come up with the whole term, I understand it, deconstruct your faith. Yes, have you heard I, that term? I have, yes. It's right. where you disassemble it, put it back together right. better, kind of yeah. discard the things. I don't know that I I would say I have just deconstructed my faith, but I certainly have simplified my faith. And yeah. now, yes. again, yeah. I have two master's degrees mm-hmm. and a doctorate. Right, right. right. And... I could go deep. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I love to go deep. Getting yeah. a book today, that book that you and I have talked about, I ordered it. It's supposed to come in today. It's a whole large book written on Romans 8. Right, yes. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah. But I'm really interested in reading it, and I'm reading it for my own pleasure. And right, just, you know, right. yeah. you could dig deep into it. But I'm not getting in those conversations. My sermons aren't that way mm-hmm. any longer. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to be, I, I, I'm really wanting to simplify. I'm right. really wanting to de clutter my thought right. process. Yeah, the deconstruction usually from what I can remember or uh, what I've seen, they they don't construct it back very well. Um, you know, declutter I think is a better term than deconstruct. Yeah. Because most of the folks that are deconstructing that are on social media, the, they have they just have totally left their faith. The ones that I've seen. That is really true. And yeah. I think yeah, I, I think that's been an excuse for some people just right. to you know just to throw caution to the wind yes. and go. Ah, there may have been a Jesus, right? Yes. You know, type thing, right? Yeah, that's not what I've done at no, all. Lord, no. No, but no, I've no, had no, the opportunity yeah. to to sit back and say, really, what do I do that's important? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you've had some time to think. I have. Yeah, I mean, yeah. over four years now since right. being full time <laughs> ministry. And so, <laughs> someone yeah. asked me yesterday in small group. We still teach two small groups, and um, this this small, you know, it was a rainy day. What all did you yeah. do? And I said, well, I put together a P fifty one Mustang, you know, model. <laughs> worked on some watches. I love to work on watches, and I studied. That was my day. You put together a model. Uh huh. Did you really? Well, I love. Yeah, a great thing for your mind. It's great. Draw a picture. Put together a model. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I didn't even know they made models anymore. I guess oh, they, they do. Yeah. Okay. P fifty one Mustang. Now I've got a. You did, you're not old enough. Green Hornet was a TV show when I was just a kid. It okay. Was, 
early 70s, right, late yeah. 60s. Yeah. And um, my youngest son bought me a model for Christmas of the Green Hornet Mobile. Oh, my yeah, goodness. And yeah, and I've, I've got to open that baby up. I've got to go to the Hobby Lobby and buy the paint and glue and stuff to my make it. My goodness. Yeah. You know, I've known you forever. I did not know this stuff about you. You need to go to the barn. I've got models of Batmobile. And You're a man of I've mystery. got Formula One cars and Mercedes. You know, I've seen those, but I didn't realize you'd put them together. Most of them I have. Okay. Not all of them. Some of them are yeah. die-cast models. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've seen them. But, I, yeah, I did not so, realize that. So, yeah, it's a, <clears throat> it's a matter of... Mm-hmm. decluttering my life mm-hmm. in a sense minimalism mm-hmm. is like I'm going to study and read the things spiritually right. that are edifying right I, uh, I'm pretty much not going to X anymore mm-hmm. every time I go to X and I've not invited these people to be a part of my stream I don't know right. why they're there yes yes but good lord right oh yeah how do yeah. they get by every day without I mean just having a heart attack you know, social media, uh, you can clutter your life up major with that. Netflix, man, what's in the queue? I mean, yeah. you can clutter it with, with all with that type of stuff. Just your schedule packed, 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 packed. Yeah. You know, and I have, as the beginning of the year, uh, you know, I've set goals to not do that. And um, and I've done pretty Yeah, here we are well. midway through February right. as we speak. Right. <laughs> Six weeks into the year or so. Mm-hmm. How would you grade yourself? I would give myself a solid C minus, but okay. <laughs> I mean, no, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, you know, um, what I'm trying to do is get proper rest, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and so, but I do. I go to bed early because I get up so early, right. you know. <clears throat> so get proper rest, um, spend quality time every morning uh, with King Jesus, mm-hmm. and so right now I'm reading the New Testament through and the Book of Psalms. Mm-hmm. Um, just have time of private worship. I, I journal, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a, a prayer journal as well, and um, and so I keep everything in a moleskin uh, notebook. I've done yep. it for years, and I've always used an index card, and so since high school. Yeah, that and that. so yeah, and, and so I just keep myself organized in that way. And and it's it's been very helpful. Been I've very started helpful. <clears throat> the, the way I do my morning devotion has changed as well this year. I've gone to uh, my prayer time is five psalms. I'm letting the psalms, which are mostly prayers, right. be my prayers in the morning. Five psalms each morning after wow. having listened to a devotion and right. read some scripture myself. Mm-hmm. Then I go in there and do the psalms and. And it's that is also kind of free and relaxing. Now that doesn't mean like. Uh, your wife had a procedure yes. done, and I told you I pray. And that morning I prayed. The evening before I prayed, you sent me a text and let me know that. Yep. that I really appreciate. Yeah, that. I, I love it when somebody lets me know they're right. praying for yes. me. Yes, yes. And so I do that. It's not that I don't pray any other way, but mm-hmm. that's my kind of okay. I don't. I'm not going to sit here and formulate prayers. These are beautiful prayers that King David prayed, oh, yeah. and right. yeah. and many of them are saying what I want to say. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to let that happen mm-hmm. each morning. That is another way of kind of decluttering. So yeah. what what we wanted to talk about this morning, as we have been talking about, is not only physically minimal life or mm-hmm. a decluttered life. I think it's important that we declutter our spiritual life as well. Right. Well, that Marie Kondo or whatever her name is, yeah. is basically what brings you joy yeah. is one of her things. And, and from what I remember, and I've only looked at it for like 10 minutes, but... You know, you toss some things, you sell some things, you donate some things, you keep some things. 
And you, when you think about that spiritually, yeah. you know, what what is it that you really just need to keep in your life spiritually? Yes. What, what do you need to uh, throw out of your life? Just yeah. get rid of, you know. And 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 so I, I, I do think that there is a lot of good stuff that you can glean from that. I think the greatest minimalist that I know, besides Jesus Christ himself, was Billy Graham. Okay. Because at the end of Billy Graham's life, you've heard this said more than once, is that... You know, after all these years and things, he was getting on. He kind of stopped mm-hmm. preaching and and all. And what have you learned? What you know? What takeaways? Mm-hmm. And he's the one who said, "I've just learned that Jesus loves me. This I know." <laughs> Billy Graham, brother, the big Graham. Yeah, that's he, Billy he, Graham. He cut it down. Mm-hmm. Said, you know, because he wrote book mm-hmm. on angels. He wrote books about the second coming. Mm-hmm. He wrote books on everything. And and we all are going to get some of that stuff right. We're going to get a lot of that stuff wrong. Mm-hmm. So what's most important, Brother Billy? Yeah. I know that Jesus loves me. That's good, brother. Yeah. That's good. And he, I mean, even physically, he lived in like in the same house that he did in the he Carolinas. Did. And, yeah, I think, you know. I mean, I've, I read one time, he made 200 grand a year where a man who could have made, you yeah. know, 10 million a year if he wanted. Easy. Yeah, yeah because his organization, uh, I mean, it was multi-millions that yeah. came in. Yeah. And he could live, yes. you know, like all the other TV preachers, right? Right. You know, yeah. On private jets and yes. in huge homes all over uh-huh. the country. Yeah. He did. He lived in North Carolina, you know, and just, yeah. just. Yeah. I don't know that he, he maybe he flew private jets. I don't know, but I know he lived a very simple life. He did. I, I jotted some things down. Let me give you my yeah. list here, and, and uh, this this is how. Just this morning, I thought, you know, this would help me declutter spiritually. Um, not to procrastinate, you know, not, not to be lazy, uh, not to procrastinate, um, to try not to have any unconfessed sin in my life because, man, that will distract you like crazy. Mm-hmm. Not to allow bitterness, you know, to, to set up uh, right. in your heart. Yeah. And um, here, here's one that was very difficult for me, but relationships you know there are there are some that like you you edify me you build me up um when i leave when you leave you know it's it's always encouraging but there are relationships that are just draining just draining they are you know and um and so just to sort of balance that better you know and, and so those types of things, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, a lot of that is Dropping true. Some that, habits. That, that that absolutely is a part of decluttering okay. in okay. that these things uh which bring me no joy, as you say, right. but also do not edify. Yes. The Bible yeah. says that those things that are beautiful, those things that are pure, and it goes through the list. The, Philippians think, four eight. Think on these things. Think on these things. Think yes. on these things. Yes. Don't think of the things of the world that bring you consternation mm. and distress. Mm. Don't think about those things that would cause you to worry. Uh, but think on these beautiful things. Think right. on these yes. things that are pure and honest. Mm-hmm. So that's part of what you're doing. That's taking those things out of your life that are either distracting or damaging to you spiritually. Right, right. Yeah. And and sometimes that is people. Mm-hmm. I used to say two things that I've done uh, several men- mentoring uh, roles in my life, and, but all of those, I had a role in choosing that person. It's not like, you know, you come to me, hey, would you mentor me? Mm-hmm. You know, let me pray about that. Mm-hmm. Because that mm-hmm. may not be what you need to be doing. That person may need a person of different temperament right, yes. to mentor them, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, and my friends, mm-hmm. you choose friends. Mm. And, um, 
I think you choose them wisely. Right. Yes. Because yes, yes. Uh, I don't. I can't say that I've rid myself of friends. Exactly. But yeah. I've been careful in allowing those people in the innermost circle who I really consider to be friends. You're really good at that. Well, you're really good. At yeah. That. You, the old thing that I learned this from a from a preacher. And I don't know that he did a lot of other good things, but he did. But he did talk about you have three kinds of people in your life. There are people in your life who are for the things that you're for. Right. Right. They're like your uh, compadres. They like you're. You're both Republicans, or you're both yeah. Democrats, or you're yeah. both conservative or liberal. Whatever. Now, those are people for the things that you're for. There's a group of people in your life who are against the things that you're against. Mm. They're what we call your allies. Right. You know, when you when World War II came along, a lot of countries had very little in common, became allies mm -hmm. against one common foe, right? right? Mm -hmm. And then when the war is over, kind of like, well, we don't have anything to do with you again, yeah. except yeah. if another problem occurs. Mm -hmm. But there are people who are against things. Maybe you're a pro-life person, you're against abortion. Mm -hmm. Then there's a group of people that you probably wouldn't be spending time with right. otherwise. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I own uh, firearms. Mm -hmm. Uh, some people who are part of the firearm community scare me. Yes. Yeah, right? I yeah, mean, they're right. they're more militant than I am. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to protecting my right to own a firearm, mm -hmm. we'll join together and be allies. But we're not going to go to dinner. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so those people in your life that are for the things you're for, there are people in their, your life that are against the things you're against. Mm -hmm. And those are important. Don't discard yeah. those. But then there are people who are simply for you. Mm. That's mm. it. Jonathan and David. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's a good example. Right. That, yes. you know, you may yeah. have messed up. Yeah. But I'm still your friend. Mm. Uh, and the old saying is, they walk in when everybody else walks out. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That's a true friend. And I have some, and if you have five of those, mm. you're a fortunate person. You are. You really are. Yes. And it's not that you don't deserve them or you're not a likable person, uh, but there's really... If, if you're going to really treat those friends correctly and spend the time with them and the effort that you need, uh, you can't spread yourself too thin. Yeah, because friendship takes time. It does. I mean, you, you have to invest in, you know, and yeah. communicate and, you know, have dinner, have lunch. I mean, spend time together. And know? I feel like I can say things to you that I wouldn't say to a common stranger. They might take offense. Right, yes. But you know I'm not going to say anything to you to hurt you. Right. If I say it like, mm -hmm. hey, wow, that, that in your service this occurred. Mm hmm and I, I don't know that that was helpful. Right. I'm not, yes. you know, that I'm not coming no, to attack no. you or your church. I'm right. just saying, man, I really, yes. I've seen this work better in different ways. And you're going to do yes. the same for me. You're going to go, mm -hmm. hey, you know, you got that free thinking spirit. You know, I'm going to rein it in a little bit there. Right. <laughs> Dr. D. <laughs> you're going down the wrong trail here. And my wife will do that to me. Yeah. We right. should be good friends with our spouse, obviously, yes. right? Yes. That should be number one mm -hmm. before the romantic relationship, anything. Because mm -hmm. friendship will help keep you together. Exactly. My, my wife can say things to me. And sometimes they just, oh, wow, yeah, that hurts. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. wow, that yes. hurt. Yeah. But, you know, she said it for my own good. Yeah, I mean, they, our, our spouses can keep us in check. Right. You know, when we maybe get too uh, big for our britches. They can quickly uh, take care of that. Yeah. You know, I mean, not that I have any, you know, experience. I with can't that. imagine no, your wife no. ever saying anything unless they wouldn't yeah. do that. Right. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing really in your life that would be caused to say anything. Oh. Corrective. <laughs> you don't think. Okay. But that's why you're such a great friend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Blinders. <laughs> yeah. 
So I think one of the areas that you can in your life is declutter when it comes to your relationships. Right. Understand that you have different kinds of people in your life. But there are, as I've used this term before, joy suckers as mm. well. They come in the room and they suck the joy right out of the room. Wow. They don't have to say a word. It's just yes. their attitude. Yeah, they don't even like Santa Claus, man. No, uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. Negative yeah. on Santa right. Claus. Yes. And so I, I just, um, mm. those people you need to kind of make a distance yes. from yeah, their their tombstone's gonna say, "I expected this." Yes. I mean, you know, they just <laughs> <That's> <laughs> they right. just give them a hundred dollar bill and make them mad somehow. I mean, they're just negative. They all the are time. that way, and I don't understand it. That maybe right. I, I hope I'm not that kind of person, but there are people right. in this world that you're are not. You're not that way. Yeah. So relationships, uh, yeah, relationships mm-hmm. is one, and then in in your just walk with Jesus. Mm. Um, still coming from a pastor's perspective, I was taken back so much as to the specific questions would keep people awake at night. I mean, the famous one is, and I probably got this almost as much as any other, uh, will my pet be in heaven? Mm. Will my pet be in heaven? Give me scriptural evidence that my pet will be in heaven. um, When we get with the older generation, they really want to know about what will be will people in heaven see what's happening on earth? Oh boy. Right? How yeah, many that times one? have I had that one? Ooh. Yeah. But then again, I taught, you know, my, my doctoral thesis was on the book of Revelation, so right. it was just like a big sign hanging over my head, come ask me questions about end time. <laughs> <laughs> and and some of the convoluted deep just with, with tentacles going so many different directions, <laughs> questions that I would sometimes go, you know, I never even thought about that. Right, yes. I yes. never thought about that. Mm-hmm. And what that did, it keep them up at night, and, and it would really hurt their faith. Well, I just don't see how this can happen. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know how a man can stand up from a grave after being dead three days either. Yeah, yes, yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's true. You know, that's if true, you want to right. talk about tough mm-hmm. stuff to swallow, but I swallowed that one because mm-hmm. I know evidence is there that happened, mm-hmm. and he's my Redeemer and he lives, right? Yes, I go yes. all the way back to Job and say, in my flesh, yes. I shall see him, right? Yeah, so preach. there are things in there that are difficult but simple. Yes, yes. It's difficult. It's difficult yeah. to believe that a man lives after he dies, but we have proof. But now, come on. Mm-hmm. Well, where did he get those clothes when, mm-hmm. that he was wearing when he left the tomb? Did he leave them behind the rock before he died? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Where did Cain get his wife? Right. Uh, you know, did Adam have a belly button? That's right. I mean, all of those kinds of things. Yeah. You know, I mean, it could just flat wear you out. It'll flat wear you out. Yeah. I mean, people get into the geological record. Yes. And and then they go, well, how can this happen? And well, I don't know. Right. You know, it. Honestly, I'm I'm different than you. I don't care if the Earth is ten trillion years old mm-hmm. or six thousand years old. It right. don't stinking matter to yes, me. Yes, and it's yes. not a test of faith for mm-hmm, me. Right. I'm good. If God did it this way, mm-hmm. what I say about the Bible is God gave us all the information we need. Yes. That's all we yeah, need. Yeah, I, I, I like that. And again, not to belabor the point, but as I've gotten older, yeah, I, I have gotten a lot less combative about things. When I was at UTC, man, yeah. at the what was then the Baptist Student Union, the BSU, yes, we sat around and waxed eloquently about everything. We argued, we fought, I mean, get red in the face. I wouldn't waste my time now yeah. doing that. Yeah, I don't even, I don't care anymore it, about it. It is such a, a misuse of your energy. It is. That yeah, you could be used in, in, in a much more constructive way. Right, yes, yes. But 
that's the way that we're wired. That's the culture that we live in. Mm-hmm. That we want to choke, you know, yes. on 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 a fish bone. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we just oh, I think oh, I, just, I just can't think about anything else. That's really got yeah. me above. I need to buy ten books on this, right? Yes. And read ten books and get that mm-hmm. settled. And I, I go back to, and I'm, I've probably beat this dead horse on the podcast many times, but it's one of my favorite things to think of, in that Jesus when they ask him to, you know, what's the most important thing in your life? And then he said, you know what? You ought to love God. Yeah. You ought to really love God. Right. You ought to love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. You ought to love yourself as you love your neighbor. Yes, yes. Next. All the commandments hang on those two. All of them. Yeah. They're, they're wrapped up in right. this right here. Exactly. Oh, I saw your disciples. They were rubbing grain together in their hands on the Sabbath. Mm. He said, I'm the Lord of the Sabbath. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Healed a man with a withered hand on the mm. Sabbath. Yes. Right? Yes. How many of you wouldn't go into the ditch and pull out an animal? Yeah. Had it, right? right. And he greater than that mm-hmm. in, in your eyes? Mm-hmm. It's like Jesus would just melt everything down mm-hmm. to its simplest form right and goes come on guys you you worry about whether or not you need a tithe on the, on your grain or on mm-hmm. the rue or the or, or you you your whatever you've got yet you don't even take care of your own parents right Whew, man i'm telling you what and he didn't even have anywhere to lay his head basically right. you know and so yeah i mean um yeah i, I think when you look at scripture um, you can see how beautiful this thought is, really, of decluttering your right. spiritual life. Yeah, and uh, and, and it, it has been freeing for me. Mm-hmm. It really, really has. It is a very freeing way to do it. It's it's not an excuse mm-hmm. to be lazy, right? And that's what some people think it would be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do enjoy studying scripture. I still do. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the very first thing I did after retiring is step sat down at my desk in my barn. And uh, I started studying Greek again. Right. Because it had been many years since mm-hmm. I studied. Now, that lasted about three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say you mastered it, Dr. D, in three yeah, weeks? Yeah, I mastered it again yes. in three weeks. <laughs> I passed the test. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I'm still going back occasionally and doing mm-hmm. it because I kind of left it behind. In, re- in reality, unless you are editing, you know, a, a book in an original language or something, mm-hmm. there's too many other aids out there oh, to help right. you yes. when it comes to Greek and Hebrew. Definitely. So. Uh, I'm not saying get spiritually lazy or mm-hmm. or intellectually lazy at all, uh, but don't spend so much of your time cluttered in your mind so that you don't get to the uh, most important things that Christ taught. Right, yeah. I'm spending more time right now thinking, meditating, you know, taking just small chunks of the Word right. and just trying to, to, to think them through. Yeah. Uh, I think more than I ever have, yes. and and again, it it has been just uh, a, it's blessed my blesser, man. It, it's it's really blessed my heart. I I think decluttering too, and I, you know we don't have much time left, but what I've come to realize is much of what we consider as righteousness is just outward appearance. Oh, mm. <laughs> worrying about things about what people see and say, right. Worrying about things that are culturally relevant rather than mm-hmm. scriptural or just your walk and faith in Christ. And mm-hmm. things I used to worry about, I don't worry about it any 
more. Well, that's what, I mean, Jesus wore the Pharisees out for those very things. Why did sepulchers, man? Yeah, exactly. Right? Yes. He yes, said, yes. you're doing all this stuff inside. Mm-hmm. You're just wretched and rotten, right. dead men's bones. But you're painting the outside good. Right, yes. You love to go and stand yeah. in the busy street corner, you know, and pray instead of going into your closet. I found, too, because in my years of ministry and teaching, uh, the one thing I heard over and over, which I appreciated because it was the way my mind thought, oh, we never saw Scripture that way before. Right, you brought yeah. something out that we haven't seen before mm-hmm. to the point where I almost fed upon that. And I thought, if I don't have a sermon that looks at something in a new perspective, then they're not going to like this sermon. And I had to watch it mm. in that I started teaching in order to please people. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to think, oh, he's not lost it, yeah. right? He yes. still brought that up that I right. didn't know, yes. and yeah. I learned something new mm-hmm. there. This, and you have to relax and go, I'm just teaching the word here. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be stuff they've all heard before. I may not give mm-hmm. them any new information, mm-hmm. but my job is not to titillate their senses. Exactly, exactly. But it's just to share yeah. to share the word. And I that's one of the things I have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you look at the book of Acts. We're going through it on Wednesday night. Peter and Paul basically over and over and over shared the gospel. They just shared the death, the right. burial, and the resurrection. I mean, yeah. it was just, that was that's what they did. You know, now exactly. in the epistles, Paul dug deeper. He did. You know, and even Peter in his letters, Paul uh, Peter dug deeper. But man, in the book of Acts, just when they were sharing with the folks, it was just the gospel, yeah. you know. And Even that, and, though, Brother T, is the pastoral epistles that we call them, right? Yes. Uh, it's, it's approaching some issue in the church. Right, it's yeah. not, let me just share something new with right, you guys. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, okay, yes. you're dealing with this. Right. Uh, here's how you deal with it. Right. That. You right, know, right. From, a, from a spiritual mentor's position, let mm-hmm. me tell you how you deal with that man who's just did that in the church. Yes. Right? Yes, yes, yes. And, and that's not trying to titillate their senses or to, to cause them to go, wow, you're so smart mm-hmm. or you're so spiritual. Mm-hmm. It's just like, hey, let me help you out. Yeah, just here. addressing an issue, basically. That's right. Yes. Right. Right. Whether or not it, it's amazing to them or not. Yes. Jesus, you can't take the place of Jesus because, you know, when he said, you guys leave in me too, he said, they said to him, where else are we going to go? That's John man, 6, man. Nobody's got exactly the words of life right. like you got the yes. words of life. Yes, son. exactly. And no one yeah. taught, no one speaks like you speak. Mm-hmm. I can't compete with that, mm-hmm. right? So right. what I need to do is repeat those things that Jesus said. Mm-hmm. You know, I was telling you the other day that several of us went to the Chosen movie over mm-hmm. at Northgate. And one of the things, that thing started at 7.30, closed at 11. That was a long movie. But one of the things that I noticed is just how slow he walked, you know, in the movie, of course. Yeah. And, and it, it was going pretty much right with Scripture. Yeah. And and just how simple, use the word a moment ago, but just how simple. Yeah. That when he shared things, I mean, it was just simply said. Um, and, 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 and it really, I don't know, it was just relaxing, uh-huh. you know, relaxing to your soul. And uh, it was a blessing. It yeah. really was a blessing. And to be able to watch that and then to read the Gospels, you know, it just sort of put, it, it's just, it's been a blessing in my life to right. sort of watch those things. I read a sermon recently, I spoke at a church called The Absurdity of Little Things. Ah, yeah. And I'm thinking about using it for your men's yeah. breakfast because it it's about character. It's right. about you build character not on the big things, but on the little things. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it, it's we don't deal with too many big things in our life, but Christ 
looks at the little things mm-hmm. in our life, such as, hey, you were faithful over a few things. Mm-hmm. I make you manager yeah. or ruler over many things. Right, right. I didn't give you many things to do. I gave you a little things to do. And mm-hmm. that's what that's what minimalism mm-hmm. and decluttering is. Mm-hmm. We're not always tackling and writing you know, doctoral thesis. Right. We're, we're not trying to impress people with what we know. Mm-hmm. Let's do the little things well mm-hmm. and, and kind of let it go. That That's what Christ will reward us for that yes is yes. doing well in the little things that that's very 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 true my brother very true so I, I i just encourage people to i mean continue to keep your spiritual curiosity that's fine mm-hmm. but don't stay up at night and worry about whether or not your dog will make it to heaven yes right yeah. that'll wash out in the end right right, right? yeah and if if your dog's not in heaven god replace it with something much better yeah i don't yeah, want to yeah. be right but you know if they ain't pinto beans in heaven I'm not going to walk out. I'll say, what you got to replace that? <laughs> so I don't know for sure. <laughs> no, I don't know for sure. I know Jesus ate fish. I don't like fish for breakfast. We had, we had to eat it when we were in the Middle East there, brother. Yeah, when, you, when you go yeah. to Israel, man, yeah. there's that bu- buffet. Yes. Eat yeah. all the little fish and yeah. bagels you want. watered down eggs. Yeah. And lots of fruit. Yes. Lots, <laughs> lots, lots of fruit. Lots. Anyway, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. If you declutter your life spiritually, I think you can calm down and maybe emphasize those things that are so very important. You know, what you dress, mm-hmm. what you eat. Hey, God takes care of the sparrows. Mm-hmm. God takes care of the flowers. And, and Solomon wasn't even arrayed like one of those. Yes. So seek first the kingdom of God. Amen. Right? There you go. That comes from the Sermon on the Mount. I didn't know if you knew that. Matthew six thirty three. Matthew six thirty three. Brother, you're using quote the scripture. I was yeah. going to quote the scripture before. I know where they live. Yeah. So yeah, I just let's let's. let's yeah. I think we even become more winsome to unbelievers when we're not trying to answer every question, but living with the mysteries of life and accepting them, knowing that, hey, Jesus loves me, this I know. Yes, the secret things belong to God anyway. That's right. That's what the book of Deuteronomy says. That's so good. That's a good good place to leave. It is. It is. (laughs) Hope you guys enjoy that. And try this. Declutter your life. Live a little more minimal when it comes to your spiritual walk. God bless. God bless. About to declutter something.